Welcome to Brown AF, Brown, Ambitious, and Free. My name is Niha Winova, your host for the transformation of a lifetime. So the explosive success that you want is not only attainable, but it's much less stressful on you. I'm gonna give you the tips, tools, and get you into CEO thinking so that women and people of color just like you work smarter and get way ahead. This is legacy leadership and it's unlike anything you've been taught before. So tune in and listen up. Let's go. All right, you guys, lean in to this episode of Brown, Ambitious, and Free. Today, we are going to be continuing our series about relationships and their importance to our company's success, the culture, and to our own success as an executive leader, a rising leader. And one of the things that I see happening all the time, whether it is nationally or with my clients or just kind of gossip, because remember, what you do at your company leaks out outside of it to other people. And it's about poor management of toxic behaviors at the top. And I want to make sure that my listeners, my audience, my clients, the companies I work with and choose to work with are really thinking about thriving cultures, thriving leaders, moving and addressing away from toxic leadership at any cost and really making sure that this is one of the fundamental values of you as an executive leader. And we're going to talk about that today. Listen, you can have a great idea, a great concept, and great intentions. But if you take your eye off the ball and allow toxicity to seep into your organization, it will have disastrous effects. Your ability to build a great company that stands the test of time means that you are consciously being a leader who models great behavior, who checks your own toxic behaviors, you're aware of those behaviors, you understand how people experience you, and you're building a culture that smokes this out. And so many booming companies are great to begin with. They're touted as a great place to work and a great brand. And then we just see the demise of the company based on the culture because one or two people at the top or in the middle have unchecked, poor, toxic behaviors that drive success out, that drive A players out. And you do not want to be a leader that's building your leadership success, your platform, your company on this huge mistake. And so you need to make sure that you are sussing this out. And when you are hearing things, you're taking it seriously because the impact of a toxic leader in your organization, that is somebody who systematically, regularly has behaviors that bring a negative end effect. So that could mean they're harming the mental wellness of people. They are creating a dejected and demoralized workplace. They are not controlling and improving their own behaviors and they're left unchecked. 
And this impacts the mental health of the people, their peers, their direct reports. They might be making your life a living hell. And listen, if they're making your life a living hell, you know they are making the lives of other people terrible. And then they take that back home. When your direct reports are experiencing toxicity from a person on their team, they feel stressed out. They take that home. It impacts them there. It's a negative domino effect. Their families become miserable because of it. And it is all happening right underneath our faces. So we have to make sure that this is a key priority. And we know that this is happening across industries, across brands that look really good on the surface, but underneath there are some severe problems. And you see this rolling out in stock prices tumbling or lots of layoffs in a brand that sounds like it would be a haven to work with and the poor management, not paying attention to details, not paying attention to toxicity will take a great company, a great brand, and it will flush itself down the toilet. And we know that this happens also in higher education and settings where there is a strong hierarchy and we allow bad cultures and behaviors to go unchecked. And sometimes We do this ourselves as a leader when we think, well, that person is just a little odd, but they're really great at what they do. They're really great at their technical things. So I'm going to overlook that I've seen this poor behavior in a meeting, or I'm going to overlook that I've seen this poor behavior in this other setting. It must not be happening a lot. No, that's really not the case. If you've seen it and you tend to pick up on it, You don't want to look the other way. That is a mistake. And we also may allow this to happen because we've become reliant. They make some of the areas of our life successful and we become dependent or reliant on them and we look the other way. And I really want to caution you not to do that. You have to be paying attention to the entire way that somebody is operating, not just the metrics they produce, not just that they get something done. The ends do not justify the means when it's negative. It will have disastrous effects in the short term and the long term. So you want to be thinking about the inputs. You'll hear me say this again and again. You want to be thinking about the inputs when you are thinking about outcomes. To look the other way when you think something is not going well is a very short-sighted approach. So remember, my background is in healthcare and wellness, public health, systems, literally life or death when you're talking about what's going on in an OR, what's going on when you're talking about getting the right people, doing the right things. Signing in, signing out, making sure you're operating in the right spot. Healthcare systems are literally the most complex systems. That and aviation. So we take our cues from there and boy, we know that there needs to be improvements and we want to make sure that we are focusing on wellness and creating a thriving environment proactively and shutting down toxicity. And as an executive leader, as a CEO, 
one of your main priorities and goals when you're building a culture of success is to make sure that the people with the right values and attitudes are at the very top, at the C-suite, on your leadership team, making the right decisions, thinking about the right inputs, and then taking the company where you want it to go. And too often, we may have an inclination, a gut instinct about a bad behavior, something that's unacceptable or inappropriate, but we look the other way because it's uncomfortable. And we don't have the time or make the time or develop the skills to take care of it. And it's a critical, mission-critical mistake. And so when we come together and we're talking about ambition and a place where diverse perspectives, diverse people, women can come and really thrive, we have to make sure that this is one of the main priorities and not turn a blind eye, not turn this into a major blind spot because your revenues, your culture, your end result will suffer. And so if you have a toxic leader in your organization and you know it, take care of this right now. This is your role and responsibility. Put it on your calendar right now and develop the skills to have proper conversations to improve this person or manage them the heck out. It's on you. It is on the company. It is on the leadership team to take care of your people. And if you're allowing it, you are a part of the problem. And if you're experiencing it at any level, so are other people. And it's not okay. It is essential to the short and long-term success that you have your finger on the pulse and you know the vitals of your organization. Is there a poison in your company, in your system? Deal with it. Provide the healing medicine. Provide the antidote. Do not look away. And another way that this shows up is when we have individuals, unfortunately, that had toxic experiences in their work past and they're not healed. They haven't processed it or dealt with it. So they're bringing this weight to their own leadership experience. And sometimes we don't know that we're doing this. And so When we see toxic behaviors, negative behaviors, unacceptable behaviors, we withdraw, we pull away, and we might not feel like we have what it takes to take care of the problem. And we want to make sure that we don't withdraw at this critical time, that what we do is we face it, we deal with it, and we take care of it. And we never want to not understand how this shows up in our own behavior. So you want to ask yourself, what cycles from your past, what patterns from your past might make you withdraw when somebody on your leadership team is doing something that's unacceptable, or maybe your leader is doing something unacceptable. 
and you don't feel safe, there isn't the psychological safety internally or in the system. And we have to make sure that we are coming together on purpose and solving for this. And if you, as a leader, have not processed and made yourself stronger, you haven't healed, I want to encourage you to make this a priority this year because you want to be a leader who doesn't look away, turn away, or feel triggered and withdraw. And you want to make sure that you're watching. Is there turnover? Is there complaint about a certain person or a certain department? And you're looking the other way. You may be brewing a liability or lawsuit on your hands. But if you purposefully start to deal with this, heal it, process it, you will be able to look and see the signals that might be happening in your own company and prevent them. And you might also be looking away because you're overly reliant or dependent on a key person on your team. And we might have that Machiavellian thinking, which is wrong, which I mentioned earlier. Oh, the ends justify the means. They're just really good at what they do. I hear this a lot. And this is unacceptable. This is like very imperialistic, very colonial. And we want to stop this, especially when we want to create environments where women can thrive. Hear me again. When we want our people, when we want women to rise to the top, succeed and thrive, we have to create systems and cultures where it is safe for them to do so. So no, the ends do not justify the means. How we build our team, how we're leading that team, how we are giving important feedback and holding our leaders and peers and direct reports to a certain standard and holding them accountable matters. And you want to be building your leadership identity and your voice and how you stand up in a way that models this so that it's a thriving organization, not one that is toxic and unhealthy. And so listen, we're all going to have a bad day from time to time. And that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm not talking about when we're not operating how we want to and something happens out of the norm. We're talking about systemic, problematic toxicity. And we do not want to overlook this. And we want to make sure that people are safe and that this doesn't hurt their ability to perform well. So in February, all month, we're talking about building a system, having the right and the best people doing the right things at the right time in our company so that we stay on track. We develop speed. We deliver a high level, distinct and unique experience with our brand that stands the test of time. And this is all reflected by the leaders you choose because it's a choice. What are you allowing to happen? What are you overlooking? When do you turn the other cheek? That's what we are cleaning up, not only in our own behavior, but in the leaders around us 
and in any of the direct reports and in in the entire system. So in January, we talked about setting up success correctly, yourself, holistic goals, yourself as a leader. Now we're talking about the people, the leaders, the relationships, the leadership team, and this systematic way of making that better. And when you understand your own stressors and triggers, you increase your self-awareness and you can make changes. And the same goes for the system. So it's critical for you to make this a proactive priority and know the heat map for your leadership team, who's being held accountable, who's doing what, and who's not. What is being allowed? What is unethical and how you're going to stop it? Who is creating a difficult work environment? Quid pro quo, toxicity, and how are you going to put an end to it? You want to make sure that you are smoking this out regularly and you're having those difficult one-to-one conversations to correct behaviors or manage them the heck out. And as leaders, we have to hold ourselves accountable first to make sure that we are growing, we're developing, and we're rising to the standards. And this happens and should be happening at any level of your career. If you are rising through the ranks and you're ambitious to get to the top, you need to work on this. If you are starting out as a new executive leader, a new CEO, you need to build this into your system and into your own personal leadership foundation itself. And even if you are a mid-career or seasoned executive, if you have developed bad habits, please correct them now. Do it the right way. Do it strategically. Make sure that your own past toxic behaviors are not influencing or having you hold back, having you withdraw at a critical time when you need to make critical decisions, when you need to push back, stand up and push back on things that are happening that shouldn't happen. This builds the right culture. This builds your leadership credibility and your reputation. You become a no-nonsense leader, somebody that is not to be messed with. And I have had leaders that I have worked with, my clients, that identified the exact places in their past that was causing them to withdraw and shut down. And they processed it and they were able to fortify and heal themselves to become a stronger leader with a stronger, clear voice in order to push back. Because this is a very important goal at Brown AF. I want you to be a part of it. This is our movement. We must look at the inputs, starting with ourselves. Increase the quality of those inputs from the top leaders all the way down into the system. The energy we bring, how we speak, how we treat one another, even through the mistakes, because we will make mistakes. This is never about perfection. We are going to have a bad day. That's when we need the support the most. And we want to make sure that we're thinking about the tone of emails. 
how we expect turnaround time, how we're supporting each other, it all matters, every drop. So in your behavioral reviews, make sure you're looking out for this and you're addressing it. That's tip number one. Number two, do not overlook toxic behaviors or leaders in your company. Get them on an improvement plan. See if they're making improvements, make it a priority and get them out of the company if they're not. Talk to HR, make sure you're covering all your basis, the legal ways, and you're not contributing to a liability factor. Protect your team, protect your company. That's number two. And number three, always know the weak relationships that are causing problems and how they need to be strengthened. Attend to those relationships with your peers, with the people that are leading. Don't let rifts and conflict go without strategic intervention. Make sure those relationships are getting better. Be the model yourself. Get the support and the help you need to heal any past behavior that has been painful, that causes you to withdraw or shut down. Get the support you need. Be the leader that gives the support that your leaders need and build your company that way. This is a very, very important topic. It's near and dear to me. I work with many clients to help them process and heal a previous past toxic work experience that bubbles up to the surface and you don't know it. It can be an internal blind spot and we can bring light to it and heal it so that you move forward in your career and at your company in the way that is intentional and proactive that breeds a lot of thriving, healthy behaviors and takes out the poison, the toxicity. So that is my message for you today. If you need help with this, if you need support, reach out. What questions do you have? Send me a DM. Let's start a conversation. Send me an email or set up a time to talk. Book a time with us. Go to the website, nihacoaching.com. Book a reserved private time to talk. We can get started, decide if we're a match, and take it from there. Thank you so much for tuning into this very, very important episode. Share this episode with people that need to hear it. It is the norm. It is very common. If you've experienced this or if it's happening in your organization, it is a skill to master. All right. I will see you here next week. Go out there, be bold, be brave, and be amazing AF. I will see you next week. Thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast. We invite everybody who believes in inclusive success to join the mission here at Brown, Ambitious, and Free. This is for you to be more of who you are and succeed with simple tools and unlearn things that don't support your success. Please subscribe and share this podcast with other supporters and ambitious change makers and visionaries who want to be a part of this important movement to change the face of leadership and wild success. Check out our website to learn all the different ways to connect with me and work with me. You can work with me as a private coaching client one-on-one 
by booking a consultation call at www.nehacoaching.com. That's N like Nancy, I India, H Harry, A Apple, coaching.com. I also work with leadership teams and organizations to supercharge the leadership and execution and build a culture of success. Send us a message and book a call. Finally, would you like me to speak at your organization or association? That's easy to do. Reach out to us and schedule a masterclass or workshop. Come back every week for important discussions that will revolutionize the way you think create and perform to get greater and greater success. I will show you how to use a proven methodology that takes out the guesswork and adds to your success. Join us here each week and spread the message. We will see you soon.